This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, it's Dr. Vic, and you're listening to another episode here on the Mindful Experiment. Excited to have you on as this interview I had with Juan Lee was great. His energy, we gelled before getting on the podcast and we dove deep into uh, everything that it comes to love. Why is love important for humanity? You know, how can you use love in your life and really defining what love is? I think love is a term we use too much in, in a way of not giving in the essence and understanding it. Like I, I hearing it so many times, like, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. But a lot of times we, we love out of condition. We don't love out unconditionally. And in my, my own definition of love is really understanding and kindness because when you can understand someone, you can appreciate who they are. And, and that's where the love can birth from that. And uh, Juan and I get deep into this. So before I get into the interview, uh, to tell you a little bit about Juan Lee, he has seen the message of love made so difficult that it's confusing. He removes, removes the confusion by making it very simple. He personalizes religions and made the message of love universal. He finds the things that people have in common instead of looking for the things that divide. Juan Lee is an author and teacher on the powerful principle of love. For over 30 years, he has studied organized religion to find the elements that unite humanity and share the message with those who need it. Raised within the Christian church, Juan has turned to teachings over about love over the years to find strength, understanding, and hope 
He is also the author of Love Made Simple. Without any further ado, here is my wonderful interview with Juan Lee. Juan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Victor. I'm excited to have you on. I mean, we were already gelling just before we got on here. And so I know this is going to be good. Uh, I saw that you have the same barber I do. So that's always a good thing, too, to, you know, in that aspect. But um, <clears throat> before we get into some of the good topics that we're going to dive in today, tell me, can you kind of share with the listeners kind of your journey of why you got into what you're doing, you know, the book, all that good stuff? All right. I appreciate it. Um, well, my journey started probably at graduation some 35 to 40 years ago when I graduated from high school. Um, and I graduated from high school with an undiagnosed learning disability. And I was really hopeless. I really felt lost. I felt no way uh, as to how I was going to survive. You know, I had struggled through school and frustration was my name. And I wanted to do not, I wanted to have nothing to do with education, had no understanding as to the value of education um, because it was just so frustrating. And the biggest thing was, is that I looked at myself and I go like, what do I do now? Where do I go from here? You know, I, I felt really hopeless. I joined the military. Um, and that's a story within itself. But it was while in the military that I realized that I had value. I had value. And the reason that I could, they, they allowed me to see that value is because I had, I was involved in something that had a system to it. And when I realized that I had a part to play in that system, I saw that I had value. And part from that, I didn't see where I fit. And that was the first time that I began to see myself having something to offer. Um, and, and from that perspective, I began to see how life resembled that experience in the military. And I began to associate that system that I learned, a system that I learned in the military with life itself in general. And I began to ascribe those attitudes that we learned in the military to the thing that I had grown up hearing about so much was love. And love was the thing that knitted us together in the military because we all had the same thing in common. We were there to defend and to protect the United States of America. We all were in it together. We could not do anything apart from one another. No one of us could succeed without the other one. And that's what I realized about life. Life is intended for us to connect with one another. And love is that thread that connects us one to another. It's the love for humanity. And when we're able to recognize that the same system that provides the, the covering that we live under today in America is the same system. And I don't mean it in the sense of 
the defense of it. It's just that it is a system. It re it's something that repeats itself so that we all can succeed. It's love. I love and that. that. And that's been the journey that I've been on probably for the last 35 years. That's awesome, brother. Now, real quick, I got to ask you then. So what is the definition of love to you? Love is the act, the actions on behalf of another. It's the ability to act on behalf of another. And it takes, it takes the selfishness out of what we've perceived it to be and made it about being something selfless instead of selfish. I love that. And yes, I think the, you know, this is, I, this is why I love this topic so much and not that no pun intended using the word love there, but I do because it's uh, something I think we need more of and, and more to, um, we come from the fabric of love. We were created in love in all aspects. And so, um, you know, in today's, you know, today we don't see that as much. And it's one of those things where um, we kind of have this, uh, I don't even know how to put it in words, but um, there is more love that's needed, right? And, and a lot of times people, we, we, we kind of abuse the word in a sense too, because some, a lot of times people say, I love you, I love you, or I love you. But how much do you really love the person, right? And how much do we really mean that? Um, and, and, that's, and, and, go ahead. That's the confusion that I was in, I embarked on trying to clear up because it's just that confusion that eliminates the value, the true value of love. Because see, all of those things, when you have all, we all have these different interpretations and we want to give it our own definition, but it has one purpose. And that is to protect and preserve humanity from generation to generation. It's bigger than any one of us. And until we recognize that, we belittle it. We make, we cheapen it by making it so selfish. I could totally see that. And I mean, my wife had to teach me what love was because, you know, it's one of those things where a lot of times too, it being selfish, I think, can we also, would you say that selfish is also conditional? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why you just, you just hit on one of my major points is that if it's conditional, it ain't love. It's not love if it's conditional. And we like to quantify it by saying, oh, that's unconditional love. No, if it has conditions, there is no love. I agree with you 100% there. Because like I said, my wife taught me that. Uh, and she'll call me out. and like, that's conditional. That's conditional. And I was like, dang it, you see it? She's right. And then it got to a point where uh, I don't know what happened the day we got married, like putting a ring on my finger, like shifted my whole perspective. I, I thought that would never do that. Cause I was like, it's just a ring. It doesn't mean anything. It's just a symbol. That's it. And all of a sudden it was like, no, this is my wife. This is, this is who I'm here to protect, to serve, to love, to give all that I can to her and every fabric of me and the most that I can, no matter what she says, does, no matter what comes out of from her end, this is my job to do what I need to do. Man, we need more of you. Yes, that's exactly, that's exactly the message that love, that demonstrates. And it's the actions that we, that resonates, that people can begin to see how that thing works. See, people talk about, you know, you can't tell me that you love a person and then two or three years or 10 years later, you're divorcing them. No, you were in it for something other than what it love means. Or it could be like filling a void, right? Because I know that's, that's what, 
Go ahead. You're, you're, you're stepping all over it because <laughs> that's that misunderstanding of how we use it. It's that it's selfish. It's like, what's in it for me? If you're looking for someone else to fulfill you, you're in it for the wrong reason. You're in it for the wrong reason. And is that one of the reasons why we're seeing divorce as the rates we are? I mean, I mean, they say it's going down, but then when you look at the numbers, people are just getting, the millennials aren't getting married as much. Is that at the higher rate? So the marriage rates are going down, but then they're like, oh yeah, divorce is going down. And I was like, I have every psychologist I ever talked on my podcast, anyone I ever talked to about love or anything related to relationships was like, nope, it's still where it's at or even higher. And I was like, now I got to see that. You know, it's kind of like, my background in, in, is being a chiropractor in health. It's like when you hear a study, we never believe the study until we look at how they did the data. And then when we mm-hmm. look at everything else, mm-hmm. then we're like, oh, that's how they got it. Or yeah, that was a good yeah. study. Or oh, that's how they manipulated it. Mm-hmm. But, but, but yeah, I honestly believe that that's the case. And the, rac- and the thing about it is, is that we don't realize you got, like you said, the millennials that are not getting married. They don't realize that their fulfillment is in that institution and they're denying themselves the opportunity for fulfillment. Amen. Uh, and, and, and it's all because of how it's been presented to them. And, and who wants to be a part of something that's broken? True. I agree with you. And there. that's, and that's, the, that's the message that we're sending to the millennials and the children that are following us is that we're, we're giving them a message of failure because we're not really giving them the true understanding of what love is. I'm with you on this. I love this. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, I had a mentor of mine once say like, uh, he does a lot of work on just mind and life and everything. And he was talking about women will complain about their partners. Now men do the same thing, but women, he was just pointing out women do this a little bit more. And he was saying that what you don't realize is you have the perfect person right next to you that you need to help you evolve. And it, you know, you said fulfillment. I love when you said that because it made me go there. And I was like, you have the perfect person to keep you in balance and all that is. And some people are like, no, that's not true because every time I'm happy, they're sad. Balance. Well, every time I'm sad, they're ha- they bring you up and make you happy again, don't they? Yeah. He's like, that's a balance. And they make you aware of what you need to work on to evolve. And it took me, I heard that message, right? But it took me 10, no, seven years, seven years to embrace it and say, you know what? Maybe that's true. And here's the thing. You hit the key word there and you were willing to work at it, at work at it. That's the key. There's no silver bullets here. You've got to be willing to do the work. And that's what love gives you the ability and the skill and the ability to do it at your own pace. And it's that type of of compassion that love gives to our gives. We have to give that to ourselves that then we're able to give it to others. You know what I'm saying? It's that ability to give that same compassion and not point the finger and say you're different and give them what most people might call grace. But the fact is, is that, hey, I took the work. I did the work and I know it's not easy. So it's for the same reason. I've got to render that same compassion to the next person. I give you that grace to do the work. I love this. I knew I could talk to you on many different subjects here when we were getting into this, but yeah, it, it, it is. And I, and I think that until, you know, people become aware and we have to, do you believe that we have to shift the framework of how we look at marriage and relationships with the aspect of love? And if we do, what does that look like? Well, here, here's the thing. Relationships are based on first 
first of all, on a person that's whole within themselves, okay? If they're not whole within themselves, and love gets you to the point where you're whole within yourself. See, because until you're able to, to there's there's the phase that we call it in, in my, my course and things, it's, it's a, a part where you self-aware. There's four phases to it. You've got to know self, accept self, develop self, and then to the point where you're able to give self. You can't begin to involve yourself in a relationship until you're able to give self. And what happens prior to that is if you decide to start to give self prior to developing, knowing, and accepting, you're, you're giving holes, voids, and you're looking for someone to fill them. And they inevitably will fall short. No one can fill those voids that you uh, possess inside of you. For the first thing is, no one knows what they are but you. And you've got to do the work to be able to realize and understand who you are, accept yourself, and then begin to develop that self to make that to make you that per that thing that someone else wants to engage with. See, we have to present ourselves to someone for them to want to relate to us. But when we we're presenting masked mask over people to people, and and I relate that back to when I was growing up, when I had my my I had my learning disability, my major thing that I was trying to do was to hide it. And it wasn't until I, some years later, when I, I found out what it was, and then it took me some time after that to be able to come into grips with it and then begin to not be ashamed of it and begin to walk in who I am, what my uniquenesses are, what my gifts are, and not being compared to anyone else. That's liberty. That's peace. My book is talked. My book is subtitled. Uh, it, it gives you a guide in inner peace, contentment and success. When you're there, all your needs are met. You, you see clearly how to navigate this thing called life. And it's just a wonderful thing that you can ascribe to that you can experience when you have that kind of clarity in life. I love this, man. This is, this is, this is solid. Would you say that, um, you know, your whole process knowing your learning disability and all that, would you say it was more than you started to just learn how to just love yourself? It was basically the sense of it. The biggest thing that I found out or I had to identify was that I had to find value in myself because here's the point until you really begin to find value in yourself, it's going to be difficult to be able to see value in someone else because you're always gonna be using this comparison, trying to compare yourself. And, and that's the first thing that you're gonna to try to, we've got to avoid that because there's a reason why we're here together and it wasn't to, to basically copycat after each other. We're all unique. We all have our own uniquenesses that when we come together, we present this, this tapestry called humanity. And that's the thing that we are all trying to preserve and protect, not trying to duplicate a point. If you had a bunch of corners on the map 
on a, on a puzzle, it would be an ugly looking puzzle. But the fact of the matter is, is this all of us together make the make the puzzle. And when we're in our place, it's a beautiful thing called humanity. I love it. I use an analogy sometimes when I when I first moved uh, away from Chicago to go to school at Arizona State for I was there for a year and a half. And I remember when I got there. It was so fascinating to me how as soon as I hear my, my radar would go off so quick, like as soon as I heard someone from Illinois, I was like, oh, where are you from? What part of Illinois? This and that. And it was like we just became good friends. Right. And then and it was very easy to do that. We had a lot of connections or, you know, things from the past. You know, we, we come from the same area or something. And I always said to myself, you know, we look at the society today, and especially in America, so divided. Uh, I love to pick your brain on that in a second. But I, I always get fascinated, though, because with all this divide and all this whatever, all these labels we throw at each other uh, just to create more divide. I was like, what would, would you treat someone else the same who's the polar opposite of you if you were on another planet and you found out that this person's from planet Earth? Are you going to hold them and say, oh, but you're that type of human? Nope, don't like you at all. Or are you going to be so happy just to be because they're a human? See, that that's it right there. The whole core of being able to. How I got here was understanding when I was in the military, when I was in the Air Force, it was all about what we had in common. That was the key to being able to operate the system is to know that we had the same outcome, the same objective, but we all had different jobs. But collectively, they were not, they were all meant to be together, to come together, to meet that same end. That's what we need to realize and recognize as humans. That is our connection. It doesn't matter what continent you're on, what county or state or what part of, of the world you're in. If you fall under human, after under being a human, we have something in common. We connect on that level and there is no higher level in the earth than that of being a human. We all have a precious position that we can identify with if we would only appreciate each and one of us with that same, that same, that innate right and ability, that, that uniqueness, but also that commonality. Amen to that. So then why, why the divide? Why the, 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 the especially in the world today? Why, why do we see so much of it? You want the real answer? And so that's what we like here. <laughs> it's, 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 the, it's the force of power. It's the force of power. Um, power will look and seek to divide. Because when you divide, you can conquer and you can overpower as long as I can, I can divide, put a, a way to divide. I can control people that are divided easier than I can if they come together. And so that's the real answer. But it has been demonstrated in so many ways because 
All I have to do is get you focusing on your specific divide. And you won't even see that I'm trying to manipulate and control. That I'm trying to administer power over you because I'm getting you focused on yourself. If I can get you to focus on yourself, I can divide you from anybody and everybody. But if I can begin to get you to love that action on behalf of another, oh, that ability to power and to control you becomes an issue because now I can't manipulate you with your selfishness. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, because it, 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 you know, that's something that I've seen and, you know, I've, us versus them mentality and even in some groups in coaching that I've been a part of, they, they even like, you got to go with the us versus them. It works. It gets you more clients. It gets you more exposure. And I was like, I am definitely not feeding in to assist uh, that kind of system. Just not my, it's just, I have morals I live by. And it's just things I, I'm not, there's, I don't call them morals. I call them codes, but it's just something I'm not going to break. But at the same token though, we see it often. And in, 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 I've heard this before many, many times. It's all about the power at the end of the day, but then who's that power? Like who are, what do they benefit from? Is it, is it, is it profit? Cause I know like in my understanding from a health, this is what my old, my whole world opened up when I was in the health world starting in chiropractic school, because I wasn't the type of chiropractic student who just went into school and learned. I took so many things outside the school because I knew that school just teaches me to pass an exam. Just to be brutally honest, that's what it does. But I wanted to be better than that. I wanted to learn as much as I could. And that's where I started to see like, holy cow, the, the, what they do to people in the meat, the masses and how the media, because media is controlled by big pharma, at least 93% of it is. And you look at all that and you're going, Wow, I see why now when you hear a word chiropractor, you only think of back, neck pain and headaches. Wow, when you when you hear the word quackery, don't know, nobody knows where that comes from, but it was all about a, a, a an ascent back in 1963-ish. It went all the way up until 1974, and then all of a sudden chiropractor, somebody helped out the chiropractic profession. And it's like, and I'm not just mentioning the chiropractors, it's just health in general. Because why do diseases, the fight on cancer 40-something years later, not any better than where we were before? Worse than where we were before. You know, you start asking those questions. Um, but then if I mentioned certain things, I'm this or I'm that, and I can go all down that rabbit hole, but, um, you know, again, what's the main reason why there, there's this, this, they're creating that divide. Well, but see, you just, you just hit it. I mean, in, in our society, when I say power, we're talking about in every specific area or niche that there can be this dominant power or control in. That's what they're looking for because it's a, we live in a capitalist society, but it doesn't matter, but it's all ultimately about power. It, in, in capitalist society, it's about how much money can I make? Um, if you go to other countries and stuff, it's about power and it's about how much, um, influence can I, can I will? How much, how it's all about power. Now, when it comes down to you and I, I mean, it's all about how do we perceive ourselves in this structure, in this structure. And that's why we've got to own who we are. We've got to understand what we bring to the table. If not, you will be played in this game. 
you will be played. And I'm talking about in every area, in every facet of your life. And, and, and it's no area that's not exempt from this. There's no area exempt from this. Because there's, that's, that's why the system is in place that I'm talking about. If you understand the, it's a system and what love does is it allows you to plug into it and navigate it. And navigate it. Because there is no, there's no tricks or secrets to it. The system is, is, is intended to work the way it works. And with, and here's the point. You've heard this before. What you put in is what you get out. There is no shortcuts, but if you don't understand the system, it will tear you up. So true. I mean, laws, law, cause and effect, right? What you put out there is what you need. Whatever you put out is going to come back. <laughs> you, you, you can't avoid, you can't get away from, it. you can't run from. It. I mean, I the things that, I, that I ensure and I care and I share with people is that our outcome is determined at our attitude. When we wonder what our, we don't have to wonder what our outcome is going to be like. All you do is go look at your, look at your attitude. Look at how you position yourself as it relates to what you're trying to accomplish. And 90% of the time, you realize you can't get there from there. You have a desire to get somewhere that you can't, you can't get there. It's, it's impossible. It's a, it's a gulf there that you have no bridge over. That's so true. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, and there's no, it, how do you do that? How do you come to the conclusion to have a desire to want something that you have no clue as to how to get there, but expect that you have a right to it? There's so many things. How does someone start that journey, right? Because there's something that we want, but we don't know how to get there, right? And that, that's something, you know, you can look at that in success and, or with business, trying to strive to get to a certain level. You can look at that in relationships. You can look at that with your own self. Um, how does that journey begin? Well, Here's the trick to it. The journey begins at the end. You go to the end and then you back your way up to the beginning and then follow your journey. Follow your steps. So, so what I'm saying is like there's nothing new. If there's something where you want to go, find where you want to go and then find out those that have done it and back up. And find out the steps that takes you to get there. See, so many times we've been told you need to do X, Y, Z, but don't understand the, the journey. You don't know this. It's somebody. No, what do you mean? Here's the A and here goes Z. How about B to Y, B to X? Go back and figure out what back up. Find the steps that got you where you want to go. Most time in the, in, the, in the area where we are, we're talking about coaches. Coaches basically give you those steps. To basically, if there's a place where you want, this is the place, this is the steps you got. I've been there. I know how to get there. It's what I do when I'm talking to my clients. It's about, here's life. It's a system. Put these steps in place and you'll get the results you're looking for. How about better relationships? How about better self-esteem? How about being able to feel and understand when you're making decisions that they're going to be the results that you're looking for and not hoping and praying that something's going to work out for you. You put in the work, do the process, do the pre pre preparation, 
that gets you to the outcome that you're looking for. There's no shortcuts. You're speaking uh, to my heart and everything. This is what I work with clients on, on vision. And uh, I, I say the word vision because you have to map out your whole entire life of what, like just what's the main vision of your life? Why are you here? Why, what, why do you exist? And then break that down to what the life you want to make and so forth and then break it from there. Um, and it's, you know, there, I would say there's, there is no shortcuts. You got to do the work. But there is like, I always tell people like the work I kind of do is I'll talk about like, but if you work this, if you play the system or I call, I think that when you say system, I'm thinking like universal laws, right? There's laws, the things that govern and you can't go outside them. You just can't. You can try all you want. This is what it is, right? Just like the law of attraction. It's like attracts like you cannot experience anything in your life unless you're vibing there. That's just the law. It's I didn't make this up. I always tell people, people look at me and get mad or get upset. I'm like, I, I, I would I would accept you getting angry with me if I made this up, but it's not me. Um, but at the same token, it's one of those things where, but if you play the system well and you align with it, you could speed thing a lot of things up. But that's the whole point. It doesn't even, it's the, the, the amount of time it takes is the, the way in which you develop. Okay. If you develop, if it takes, look, it's taken me, 56 years to get where I am. Okay. I'm not, I'm not hating. Okay. Because I'm, I'm, I have that place where I am, where I'm at peace. I have, I'm content and I've had my, have my needs met. I'm not hating any of that. But my point is, is that I've had to find that journey and then begin to walk that journey. The only way that I know how. So I'm not I'm not telling you that you got to do it fast or slow. But the here's the thing. The focus is not in the destination; it's the journey. Enjoy the journey. You only have the moment. Your journey is made up of nothing but a lot of moments. Make the best of the moments, and then you'll get to the end and go like, "Wow, what a journey!" Yeah, it's the thing too. Like if you look at, like, I know I look at my journey where I'm at now at 38 and it's like one of those things where ah, I could have did this, I could have did that. But when I look back at the process and the lessons of the way they showed up, I'm like, man, that is beyond, that's just so amazing how it showed up. They were look at how that taught me to be this way. And it's another thing too. And I, I'm curious to see what you think about this. You probably, you've heard this before, man, what I would do to be 20, you know, 28 again or 24 again. Right. And Steve Harvey, I love how he says, he's like, man, I don't want to be back at 30, 32 being that, that little joker of a guy back then. He's like, hell no. He's like, man, 60, I think 62, 63, whatever. But he's like, I love where I'm at now. And I tell people this all the time. They think it's a bunch of BS. And I'm like, no, because I'm more whole. I'm more complete. I can't go back and have that then because I had to go through all this stuff to get me to where I'm at today. I'm going to tell you one of the things that I do, and I don't know if you know about it, but I'm the, I'm the founder and uh, executive director of a nonprofit called Clear Journey. And one of the areas in which we focus on are giving the tools to the, the teens and young adults so that they can avoid some of these pitfalls that we've experienced in our lives. And so that's what we do is trying to get them to see the value in having these tools so that they can navigate this life a little bit better. So, you know, granted, I'm content where I am, but what we're what the idea is is to get the younger people something that they can 
navigate? Because I'm telling you, at 17 years old, I felt hopeless. I'm like, how do you do this? What, what are you doing? How do you, how do you manage this? And there's no, there's no guide. There's no book. There's nothing that you can to basically say, okay, this is what you need to do. And that's what, that's what Love Made Simple was all about, is giving you a guide to inner peace, contentment, and success. I like Giving that. you something to follow. Yeah, because I think too much time, this is why I became a business mindset coach, because it's one of those things where I got tired of the do, 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 right? Like, you, here's how to do it, X, Y, Z. Here's how to do this, X, Y, Z, right? And you just brought that up beautifully because you said, this, my book's a guide, right, to help you in that process. It's not telling you, you may get, you got good inputs. Like, I, I've written two books, and I just finished my third one right now. And it's one of those things where they always been guides. They've never been, I give, I give ideas, I give, you, I give you a way to look into something. But I'm not going to tell you the whole step-by-step past that because that's your job. That's your journey. That's your process. I can, I can give you some ideas. It's like in one of my books, I was talking about like if someone has shoulder pain, I said, the cause of shoulder pain is probably over a thousand different reasons. I'll share about 10 right now, but you're going to understand there's so many different things. And I don't know what that is for you. Um, and it's the same thing with someone's journey in their process. So when we're telling someone, hey, do X, Y, Z, and you'll get this result or do this and this is it. We're, I think that dims our light and it doesn't let us really be who we're designed to be, that, to share that gift to the world. What's your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I mean, in, in my book, at the end of each chapter, I broke my book into four different chapters. And it's for the purpose of understanding that there's value in each stage in your life. As a teenager, there's the, there's the success. And I call it the, the pathway to success as a teenager. And then it's the pathway to a success as a young adult. And then it's the pathway to success as an adult and then a senior. But inside of that, it's developing who you are in that space for yourself. Finding it and knowing that there's value in that space. It prepares you for the next stage in life. So you're trying to gather all that you can to be your best self as a teen, to be your best self as a, as a young adult. There is no one, one size fits all. You're unique. You're, a, you're nobody's like you. But I'm giving you tools. I give you things that you consider that you can begin to evaluate how successful you are in this space that you're in because you're preparing for something greater. They're preparing for another stage. So use the tools, but I don't give you, no. I, as, I have, a, I have a, a chapter in my book and it's called No Right or Wrong. And it basically speaks to um, different religions as it relates to, you know, look, love is the key. It's universal. Let's stop pointing fingers at what, who does what way and why. And just love one another for being human. Well, yeah, I love how you bring that up because, like, I know my journey, I was raised Roman Italian Catholic. And, you know, they, that's the only way and yada, yada. But as I got older, going through my own stuff, it was one of those things where I'm like, you know, some people ask, what's your, what's your religion are you? And I'll be like, uh, I don't know, universe? I, I, don't, I don't know, spiritual? I don't even know how to share it. I mean, we're human. I don't know. And then they'll be like, well, you got to have a religion. I'll say, listen, you choose your religion, whatever that is. If it makes you a better person and it helps you expand in your world to be better in all areas of your life, man, then follow that like a book. I go, 
for me, I did three different religions. They all shared wonderful wisdom. But at the end of the day, it was like I, I took the bits and pieces I wanted from there that made meant something to me. And I think when you bring it up, at the end of the day, it's love. Love's universal, right? That's what it should all be. But we talked about before, we were talking about the power of divide. You know, religions were, were I think, is where it all started. That was the beginning of it all. You, there, 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 that, that, that's number one. Number one. And, and the thing about it is, is that we, we hold strong to that divide. And now it's something that nobody has to suggest it to us. We do it willingly. We I willingly. I shared, it in one of my, I shared it in my book. I talked about that. And I talked about how my new one. And I was like, yeah, we had how many? I think I, think I was looking online how many deaths came from you call your God this, I call my God that. And I was just like, that is not the traits of human, you know, humanity and how, what we stand for and all this and all these kind of things. But it's, it's really, you know, that I, I really, from my, from my own research from I don't know, 19 years ago, when I started looking into different religions and saying, well, why is it like this? Or why is it like that? And just questioning, not trying to, you know, I, as a kid, a teenager, I was very like, I couldn't ask certain questions because you were going against the church or going against this. And I was like, I have no ill intent. I just want to understand, you know, certain parts. Like, why is this part of the Bible missing? Why was, you know, these just different, I can go down a whole rabbit hole with this. But it, it came to that point where, you know, you, you just, I'm like, all right, fine. You know, never mind. I'm not going to ask any more questions. I'll do my own research. And see, the thing about it is, and this is what I share with people. I said, you know what? Your religion is your personal. It's a personal relationship. It's yours. It's nobody else's. It's yours. And I'm not, I'm, you, like you said, it is what it is yours to do whatever you want with it. All I'm referring to, and this is when I say love is for humanity. Humanity exists between birth and death. That's the platform. That's it. What you believe pre-birth and post-death, post death, that's personal. That is personal. You can do whatever you want with that. I like that. Juan, I, I could talk to you all day, brother. I love your energy and everything about you. But uh, how can people find you, find your book and everything that you're up to? Hey, uh, first of all, I'd like to say clearjourney.org. Um, we're looking for, take a look at us. We're we have a mission to help the world love. We do basically, we have the desire to want to um, demonstrate love through education. And so that's what we do. Come on over. We're looking for partners. We're looking for uh, sponsors. Take a look, reach out. You can reach me there at uh, clearjourney2020 clearjourney at gmail.org. That's the website over there. I haven't gotten that changed up yet, but my book is wanleetheauthor.com. You can go over there and check out the book. Um, if you want to touch base with me, you can just info at wanleetheauthor, send me an email, and we're going to have courses and we're going to have coaching as, so that you can navigate life better. You can reach me on social media at wanleetheauthor on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm in LinkedIn at Juan Lee. I'm at uh, Twitter, Juan Lee, the author. Or no, Twitter, I'm at Love Made Simple. And uh, and if you are into some time on Thursdays at one o'clock Eastern, I'm on Clubhouse. Um, you can come on out and listen and we can talk. 
Um, it's called Agape Love. I have a co-host and we uh, for an hour at one o'clock on uh, on Thursdays. Also, I want to have an opportunity to offer you a free your gift to your audience. Um, I have a, a program. It's called the things that basically uh, we miss out on life that make us that prevent us from being happy in our lives. Um, it's the guide to a better life. If you just go to extra dot Wanley, the author dot com freebie. Um, I can send that to you for free. That is something that I wanted to offer your, your, uh, your tribe. Um, so by all means, reach out, talk to me. Awesome. And for all the listeners, I'll have a lot of that information in the show notes for you guys. Juan, this was fun, brother. I appreciate having you on. I hope we can stay in touch because I enjoyed it also. <laughs> Most definitely, my man. Uh, but thanks for your time. Thanks for your wisdom. Thanks for all you're doing for humanity, sharing, getting that love out there. And uh, thanks for taking time with us to share with our community. Thanks a lot for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.